Brighton Talk Sex, the sex education we never had at school. You're listening to Brighton Talk Sex. Sponsored by She Said Boutique, bringing to you the finest selection of designer lingerie, burlesque fashion, adult toys, and erotica. Welcome to Brighton Talk Sex. I'm Michelle Robertson, and this evening I'm here with Sue Sutherland. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, darling. And Sue um, is sharing with us her ethical personal journey of monogamy. Or non-monogamy, is it? Non-monogamy. 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 I'm yeah. very good with these words. But anyway, I've got my tongue wet on that one. So, can we start, please, by you explaining to us and me <laughs> what non-monogamy is? Non-monogamy, yeah. Non-monogamy is. Okay, so, typically... I think in society now, we often are trying to meet the one, Mm -hmm. the one person that's going to be our partner. And that is, and and if you're with somebody else, that's a a bad thing, um, typically. And that's monogamy. And so what non-monogamy is, is saying that actually there, there is, are going to be more, it's going to be more than one person. And the key for me is you can do monogamy, non-monogamy in a lot of different ways, um, by cheating and by lying, which is what causes a lot of problems with mm. um, relationships now, or you can do it in an ethical way. Mm-hmm. And so the ethical way is saying, I'm, I, I am going to not ask for you to fill all of my needs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be with you, I can be committed to you, and I can also have my needs met elsewhere in a way that is transparent, in a way that is honest. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's really what ethical non-monogamy is. So when you meet <clears throat> someone, yeah. the first thing, or one of the first things, apart from hi, of course, is that if you feel that you're that attracted to them, that you would you would be honest straight from the beginning. Sometimes, yes. So I mean, it's probably worth saying as well. So I'm 47 now, and I have been non-monogamous for three years. Okay. So I was monogamous for mm-hmm. do the last 44 years. Yeah. Um, and so it depends if I'm on a dating site or if I'm meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, I may mention that I have partners okay. or a partner. So I, I, um, the way I do it is everybody knows about yes. my relationship style. Yes. I've told people at work. Okay. My family know. My friends okay. know. My partners know. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it's that's it's just who I am. It's it's part of who I am now, mm. and they also know that I'm deeply in love with one of my partners. Mm-hmm. Um, we even had a, a ceremony recently, um, and he's also got other partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of it's become quite normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it kind of props up. Yeah, it it jumps up. So you find, because the boundary is very clear and defined, that hurt and jealousy and all those kind of natural human 
feelings don't arise? Uh, oh, so they do arise. So mm. I think the thing is, by deciding to be non-monogamy does not mean that you can can run away from those feelings. I think the difference is that if you are focused on it being ethical, mm. you you welcome those feelings and you don't try and it's it's saying okay okay why am why am i feeling jealous mm. what is it because that jealousy is what i am feeling it's a it's an emotion that i am feeling it's not actually about somebody else it's something that's usually i found when i'm jealous i am it's something that i'm worried about myself i may be feeling like a bit lower self esteem Mm. I may actually not be jealous, I might be envious. So understanding the difference between the yes. jealousy and the envy. So it's not that I don't want you to do that thing, but I want to do it too. So, mm. and, and so that for me was, I, I, I learned that about a year ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, and I had to and explain this to my partner because he's like, why, why do you get jealous? I'm like, I'm not jealous, I just want it too. Mm. And so that was beautiful. Mm. And... Um, the jealousy I found came from me worrying that I was going to lose my love and my relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, through going through that and expressing it and from that person not changing their behaviours but talking it through with me and me really tapping into what was going on, mm -hmm. I, I've been doing work on myself. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do get jealous at times. Of course. Which is natural. Yeah. It's natural to get jealous. And, um, but I'm also... I guess, sorry, you yeah, communicate on. that rather than let it Yeah, fester. exactly. Yeah, and so, because we don't tend to, yeah. in, you know, in our ordinary relationships, that say, not saying you're not ordinary, but we allow things to fester. You, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, so one of the things that is absolutely fundamental mm. to... Um, to non-monogamy is communication mm. it is i think people hear this idea that we probably have a lot of sex and a lot of intimacy but we actually the thing that we don't do more than ever is communicate it's really talking about what's going on we have so much more clarity and transparency i mean the way i communicate with people even if it's just my friends now is utterly changed because there is a um i'm much clearer on my boundaries i'm much mm. clearer on what i need like, you know, I know that if my partner's going to be with somebody new and I'll be like, ooh, what's going to happen? It's really important for us to book in time so that we can reconnect. Yeah. It's important for me to go, to know when it's happening mm. so that I can just know that's happening and actually feel what I'm feeling at the time and more often than not, what I thought I was going to feel and what I actually feel at the time are so different. It's the idea of it. I, that's what I found. It was the, it was the idea. I, I should be jealous. Yeah, <laughs> and also I feel that it's the lying and the secrecy it, yeah. that hurts us more it than does. the truth. That often, you know, when people yeah. are cheating, for example, um, they won't communicate that because they feel that the truth will hurt us. But it's actually when we have been in that situation and when we speak to others who've been cheated on it's actually the lie Correct. that hurts more than the truth so to have this very clear communication you're, yeah. making, you're making sense to me <laughs> yeah but the thing is you're so right because in, I find the truth empowering yeah I find knowing the truth 
it's very clear. I know what I've got to do. And, and going back to that point, you, know you said, stand. you know where you stand and yeah. then you have choices. Yeah. And exactly. so when you've been, I think what the big fear is you have is when you've been lied to, what you do mentally is you refer back to the experiences where you've been lied to mm. and they tend to not be very good. And mm. so you, you attach to this thing that's not happened yet, which you're predicting might happen, mm. something quite negative. Yeah. And actually... I can't tell you the joy when my partner is spending time doing things that he loves with people he likes or loves. When I see him next time, he's happier okay. and he loves me more. Mm. And we've really noticed that because mm. we're, 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 there's a permission that we're giving each other to live our fullest self. And yeah, it's... It's quite magical. See, I've always been very curious that when you're with someone for a certain length of time, you can go deeper and deeper and expand more and more and yeah. more. And if we're flitting in between partners mm -hmm. and playing a bit of difficult devil's advocate, mm, there yeah. is a level of intimacy that we don't go beyond. I, yeah, I can pain. hear. I see. So that. there is. So maybe do you find that one? of the partners you're with, there's a real, like you were saying, you're in love with one of them, there's a real depth and intimacy and you find yourself growing and expanding it more than the others may be? No, well, see, this is the thing as well, because I thought when I would have multiple partners that I would compare them all and rank them all, and I really don't. <laughs> I don't. Five I, out I of ten, Yeah, exactly, <laughs> but the thing is, that five out of ten is a different yeah. five and a different ten. Yeah. So, for example, I mean, one of the things is, um, I found that when I was with one partner and I was trying to make them be my everything, there'd be things that I'd want to do and they would do those things because they love me. There is something different when you're doing the things with mm. the people who love the things too. Yeah. So I wanna, when I go to a gig, mm. I want to go with somebody who loves that band or that artist as much as me. Yeah. I don't want to go with somebody who's going along going, yeah, I love you, and that's why I'm doing this because it's yeah. I can't enjoy it the same. No, and it's so not the same. and so I actually quite like there's things that my partner's wants to do, like the, yeah. the one that I'm in love with. There's things he wants to do, and I'm like, no, no, I, I don't want to do that. And so my mm. nose are quite my boundaries are better, my nose stronger, and I'm like, go and, please go and do that with somebody else. And it's okay. so liberating to do that. Mm. So what I'm hearing is <laughs> that. Your relationships with these partners, it's not purely sexual Correct. based. It's oh, it's definitely not. We, I'm no, having, but when mm, we talk about mm. non-monogamy, we, well, we can have this preconceived idea yeah. that you'd be shagging all of them like a rabbit. Well, you can be. Blunt. Well, no, you could be. Mm. But what I'm hearing also is that we're a multifaceted mm. woman or a multifaceted mm man and you are having many people meet the needs of this multifaceted woman that I completely are. agree and mm. you know I know of no, I know of people who are non-monogamous and one of the things is they've been in a relationship for a really long time one of them actually doesn't really want to have sex anymore another person is a sexual being mm. they still have a relationship and the one that's sexual being has sexual relationships with other people now, what the, that, that 
um, partnership that's been there with that doesn't have the sex is so valid it's so strong mm. and it means that this person who didn't want to have sex no longer has to do something that we don't really want to do and this other person isn't held back and doesn't have to leave that person so you know you have scenarios like that mm. which is i think is absolutely beautiful and it actually in, in actually in many ways it can keep families and loves and partnerships together because okay. you've got people, who, and so people can have different sex drives as well. Yes. Because there are some, I mean, I, we've all met them. I've met people who want more sex than me, or some people who want less sex than me. And what usually happens is you find a balance in the middle where but you're both not really getting what you need. Mm. What if you actually said, you know, this person wants to have sex once a week, this person wants to have sex four times a week, you two have the sex once a week, and and there are other ways for that other person to have sex with other people that fulfills their need without the need to cheat and lie. Hmm. That feels like a... It just, it just it feels more true. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I, I answered your question, but you know. No, <laughs> you have, you have. And also what I'm kind of feeling is that the beauty here is that you're getting to voice non-monogamy and I'm really understanding what you're saying I'm getting it um but also it's not no I wouldn't want to judge someone who is monogamous and someone who is non-monogamy because at the end of the day the important thing is is that you you know we can't critique or judge because it, you look happy and you look fulfilled and the people you're with they're happy and they're fulfilled and there's honest communication, everyone. And so, so what? That's that's your bag. But somebody else's bag may yes. not be that and that's so and okay that, too. Like mm. I was saying, or maybe can only go to a certain depth. Well, that's my my truth. Exactly. And it doesn't have to match your truth. Exactly. It doesn't make neither of us wrong. Yes, you're completely right. Yeah. So you have people who are monogamous who are with people who are non-monogamous. Yeah. And the thing is, I completely agree, non-monogamy is not for everyone. No. And monogamy is not for everyone either. No. It's about finding what you need. You know, I I am pansexual. Mm -hmm. um, for me, that means I, I like lots of different types of people with lots mm -hmm. of different types of genital configurations. Mm -hmm. the, the, if, I, if I am only with one kind of person, mm -hmm. and anatomically, and I'm pansexual, I'm actually having to make a big choice about which bit's missing and which bit's, you know, of me is being fulfilled. And so that, for me, was why I wanted to go down to... I was like, how can I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend and not cheat and not lie? That was my very yeah. first question to myself. It's also... So I'm really curious about this. Because <laughs> I'm really listening. It doesn't sound like it's just about, like having my needs met and getting everything I want, it's also sounding like your expression. This is who I am, this is how I want to express myself and my sexual activity in the world, my... And that's okay. And also, I want to be able to show up mm. as full as I can for who I'm with. Yeah. So that because I'm getting my needs met and I've, I feel like I'm, I've got a fuller kind of life, when I am with somebody, I am with them for the connection that we have, for what is natural. Mm. 
Mm. Not because I need you to, I need to feel this, I need this substance. I mean, uh, whether it's mm. the romance, whether it's a sensuality, whether it's sexuality, whether it's, you know, an orgasm. I am coming here with you to be with what we are. Mm. Just that. And it feels more of a celebration of what is naturally there mm. and what we've got in common rather than what we've not got in common. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Sue. You really, you know, you've really helped me see, and I hope, well, I'm sure, <laughs> you've helped everyone else um, shed a new light. You've shed a new light on non-monogamy. Thank you. As far as I'm concerned. So. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, darling. <laughs> you have been listening to Brighton Talk Sex. Audio hosted by Michelle Roberton. For more information, please visit Brighton Talk Sex. <laughs>